In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello, and welcome back to Betches Brides. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Nicole Pellegrino. And we are back. It's just the two of us this week. I feel like we've had some very cool guests on in the past few weeks. I know I have learned a lot um, and I feel like the feedback has been really good. Um, and we want to bring on more guests to um, to also just talk about like what kind of questions you guys have around COVID planning or maybe even potentially getting out of COVID planning, hopefully as we get into next year. Also, guys, Shop Betches is having an online sample sale this Thursday and Friday, the 12th and the 13th of November. You can get almost all of our items at 50% off. We have wine glasses, we have sweatshirts, we have notebooks, mugs, all your favorite items, bride stuff, non-bride stuff. You get it all at betches.co slash sale on this Thursday, the 12th and Friday, the 13th. That's betches.co slash sale. Um, Today, we're just going to answer some emails among the two of us. But before we get into that, Nicole, I know this past weekend um, was supposed to be your wedding. I remember you talking about your Halloween filled wedding uh, when we first met. And obviously that didn't happen, but how did it feel like, was like, like take us through like the emotions of what happened and you know, how you're feeling about it now. Yeah. So it's funny because I like kind of forgot that my wedding was supposed to be this past weekend until it got closer. Um, but like last week I was like, Oh shoot, this, this weekend I would have been married. And Mike and I just kind of looked at each other and we were like, Hmm. That's, that's sad. But at the same time, like whatever we're, we, at that point, I think, you know, a lot of people had reached out to me and were so nice and kind. And I had friends, this is a tip for like, you know, people who have a bride in their life, a COVID bride in their life. Um, just reach out and, and let them know you're thinking of them. Cause it is, it does feel good to have that sort of acknowledgement from people. My one friend, like, for example, Venmoed me a little bit of like, of money for a champagne bottle just to like toast that's sweet yeah and that was a really cute like kind of last minute but thankful way to the great not sorry thoughtful way um which we were thankful for to just like acknowledge it but other than that like people were like I'm so sorry are you okay and I was like honestly I'm fine like I just right I don't know we had had time to really let it sink in Um, And then my second tip is just do something fun too. That's what we did. We did like a big fun Halloween weekend with my side of the family. Um, My dad grew up in Long Island. So we went out there. Um, Where in Long Island? He grew up in Comac. Yeah. I'm from Roslyn. 
I know you're from right there. My my aunts were like, the founders of Betches are from here, aren't they? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so my aunt and my three aunts, my dad's three sisters all live up there too and surrounding Long Island cities, but um, or parts. But so we all hung out. We did a fun like pumpkin patch thing. We did this like haunted drive by a house thing at night. It was fun to just like be with family. They did a little toast at dinner for us. Um, but we were making jokes the whole weekend, like as we're sitting on a hayride, like this dinky tractor hayride, we're like, instead of getting married, we're doing this. So I don't know. It was fun though. It was good to be like surrounded by family and kind of like distracted. I wouldn't have wanted to just like sit inside and a typical Saturday and like binge Netflix shows like I normally do. So, um, well, at least it was freezing and you to that, that was another, good, right? <laughs> it was freezing. It was raining all day Friday. That was another thing. We were like, heck yes, everything happens for a reason. Cause we were like, now our wedding next year is going to be in September. So a little earlier, less chance of the freezing weather. I mean, I, I kept thinking of myself in a strapless dress, like freezing to death. So, um, silver linings. And so I think, are. I mean, I haven't had to deal with this. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully I won't, but who knows? Um, but I can imagine like, also focusing on like being like the gratitude that you have for like, I mean that you got you and your fiance are both healthy mm-hmm. and that um, you're still together. I mean, when, I think traditionally before this year, you would think like a wedding day that never happened was usually probably due to the bride and groom, like breaking up or calling off their engagement. And like, you right. guys are still together. You live together. You're still in love. Like it's going to happen. So I imagine just remembering and feeling grateful for that probably also helps you feel like, you know, it'll right. happen eventually. It's okay. Right. We kind of looked at each other and kind of said that we were like, look, you know, let's be sad for one second and then let's be excited for when we do get to get married. And like I've said in the past too, like we we've been together forever at this point, like, you know, we're, we're really in no rush. So it was just kind of like, hmm, let's make next year even bigger and better than this year should have been. Um, yeah. But that kind of leads me into my next point, which I think a lot of people will appreciate. Um, we posted on the Instagram, I think a week ago or whatever about not being motivated for those of us brides who maybe you're like Jordana and you got engaged in 2020, or maybe you're me and you've got engaged God knows how long ago at this point in 2019, (laughs) but you're not feeling motivated to plan for your wet, your postponed wedding or your first time wedding next year. Um, And it's just because of the COVID uncertainty. Like nobody knows what 2021 is going to look like. We hope for the best, but we don't know. So we posted asking about this and I've got to tell you, we got an overwhelming amount of responses of thank God we got tips and, and we'll read them off in a second and talk about them. But we got so many responses of brides just being like, I have no tips for you. I'm just feeling the same. I'm really just feeling the same. Like, what do I do? And so we, we just wanted to let you know, you know, listeners, we're here for you. We feel the same way. I'm sure, Jordana, it's kind of hard to stick to, like you just said, like, you know, you don't, you're planning, but you don't know what's going to happen next year. Right. So, yeah, I think it's like a different feeling. It's kind of like, I'm really excited when I think about it, but then there's always the thing in my back of my head that's like, 
it might not like don't get too excited because like it might not happen. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which kind of like does take a little bit of the fun away from it. But I think I almost like it's good going in knowing that a little bit of the back of my head, because if it does wind up getting postponed or something like I will be able to like mentally prepare. But I I mean, this is my first time planning it. So I think I, I don't know if I can relate as much as someone like you who's had to postpone because it is like this is my first plan so mm-hmm. far. Um, I'm hoping it's my only plan. So but let's but hear what the other brides had to say. Yeah. Yeah, no. So a lot of them said like, okay, so for the ones who are postponing and having to kind of replan, uh, these are two tangible tips that I th- I might do myself. One of a couple of people said do another engagement photo shoot to start fresh. And I, I just thought I, I love that because the engagement photo shoot is so fun. I like I we had a photographer at my engagement Mike hired who took some photos there but I also wanted like a separate one in Central Park at this point I'm like we look different than we did a year ago like I want those (laughs) more recent photos um so I might honestly I might just plan one Michael kill me because he's not like the fun on the camera doesn't love to be like on camera it's a good way to get him like used to being in front of it you know yeah exactly And then uh, uh, some other people said, ask your venue or caterer if you can do another food or cake tasting. And I think that's completely like. Had you you done your first one? We did, but we like didn't finish it. I remember like being there. It was right. It was in March, literally right before COVID happened. So we got it in right before. But um, I just remember being like, oh, I feel like I didn't get to try enough food. So I want to do it again. Um, but I feel like a lot of people were saying like, just kind of redoing those, those more fun aspects, like kind of makes it feel fresh. You don't, your palates might've changed. You might want different food now. Maybe or you're if- more sophisticated and worldly now that you've been through exactly. the pandemic. You're like, I, I know what I want now. Exactly. Um, spring for the oysters. <laughs> yes. Spring for the oysters instead of your typical appetizers. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of people were just saying, like, you know, change the theme and concept of your wedding so it kind of makes it feel more fresh. I know, for example, mine was supposed to be a Halloween kind of, and now it's definitely not. So, and then, like, you know, you could start writing your vows because that will keep keep you in check and keep you motivated to, like, as to why you're actually getting married, which is to be with this person you can surround yourself with fun wedding content and inspiration, go on Pinterest. Um, I know it sounds cheesy and like basic, but I do love Pinterest. I really do. Um, watch funny wedding movies, bridesmaids, brides wars, oh anything, you know, I just watched the wedding planner this past week. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but it was also like, how fuck can you imagine? <laughs> I'm just thinking my planner, like, like wound up dating my husband like, or my fiance like so fucked up yeah yeah that actually I kind of forget that movie honestly who's like I'm paying you yeah that would be fucked but hey if you watch it it makes you feel better about your own yeah, situation that's right? true uh yeah I think I feel like wedding movies are really funny are really fun to watch if you're in the thick of yeah. like of planning because you kind of like can relate can really get into it also because like the whole movie is about it and most things are not about wedding planning so yeah I agree with exactly that. exactly and then just like little ones try on your dress frequently if you're too lazy to do that look at 
back at photos of you and your dress. A lot of brides were actually saying, you know, they didn't, it's been so long since they picked out their dress. They're not crazy about it anymore. So they're looking at getting new dresses. And obviously that, you know, costs more money. So you have to be able to afford that. But maybe you could um, sell your first one. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there are services out there. That buy a second buy back. new one if you like mm -hmm. it. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So should we get into the emails for this week? Let's do it. And if you guys want more motivational tips, we'll make like little Instagram posts or something. Just keep sending us those because we will share them with everybody. So yeah. And if you have any more tips that we didn't go over or something that you found worked really well for you, email us brides at betches.com mm -hmm. um, and we'll share it on the next episode. For sure. Okay. I'll read the first email. I am so excited to be my best friend's maid of honor and truly love my friend and her fiance. My only stress is I don't know what the F I am doing. This is the first wedding of our friend group. I'm 23. The bride is 24. The wedding will only be the third wedding I've ever been to. The bride herself has never even been to a wedding. Needless to say, we are here for all the podcast content and help we can get. Uh, as I research more about what is expected of a maid of honor, one thing that is stressing me out is finances. In particular, the bridal shower. I'm currently a law student in lots of debt trying to cover my school fees. I'm able to cover and splurge for most expected things and have already made headway on planning the bachelorette party and have rented a car and driven to her city. We live five hours away, multiple times for wedding dress shopping, coordinating dresses with the bridesmaids, and truly want to make her feel as loved and supported as can be. Ugh, I have to, sorry to interrupt my own myself on this email, <laughs> but like, I'm just saying like, how, like, to be like so young and so excited. It's just so funny. Like by the time you're my age, you've been to like so many weddings <laughs> that like, I think it's kind of awesome to have a, have a maid of honor. Who's like, this is her first wedding. Like yeah. so excited. Yeah. Um, in general. Oh, for sure. So, but how the heck can I throw a bridal shower? Because our friend group is still pretty young. We all live in condos and apartments in a variety of cities with no real backyard space. So we could have to rent out a restaurant or bar. And it seems that the aunt, that online, the consensus is the maid of honor foots the bill for the venue decor and even food and drink for the sh shower or shared with the bridal party. 
Uh, is this really expected? The other two bridesmaids are her younger sisters, 1820, also still students, and her other best friend from college, who was also 23 and broke. Any advice on how to navigate this? I know the bride is stressed with finances already, so I don't want to add my stress to her plate, but I, I also truly don't know how I can afford to throw a party for all her friends and aunts and mom's friends, etc. when I'm penny pinching each week for groceries. But I also don't want her to not have this opportunity to be celebrated in a glamorous way, particularly because COVID has already taken so much of the fun out of this process for her. I would love your advice on what to do as a newbie maid of honor who really wants to make this whole experience wonderful for the bride, but truly is low on funds. It's hard to talk about money, especially with friends. Thanks for your advice and giving the real talk about weddings. We all love you gals for it. With love, uh, made of debt. <laughs> love the nickname. Yes. So my thoughts when first reading this, she, like you said in the middle, when you interrupted yourself reading the email, it, she's already very excited about this and she's already kind of doing a lot. You can tell she really, yeah. she's, she seems she's like a really good friend. Can. Yeah. She's that was driven. What struck me. Yeah. Yeah. She's driven to go dress shopping like five hours away. You can tell she's doing all these things and really, truly trying to do the best she can. And so she first, really cares, which is really nice. I think it's like very um, yeah. cool to have. I mean, sometimes people have to do things because they feel like obligated or because you did it for theirs. And like she actually seems like and I think that's one of the perks of being one of the younger people to get married is people are really mm -hmm. excited about your wedding. Like she's very excited. She's very into it. And I think it's like really sweet. And so I would say to her like you're already being a really really good friend yeah I mean you can tell by the length of this email she cares so much it's a, she's you know seeking advice on how to care more um I think in terms of finances that is always a tricky situation when it comes to you know paying for stuff especially a whole bridal shower um there are definitely ways to make the bridal shower more affordable like doing it at somebody's houses or house not running out a restaurant but also I think like it's it's not she said somewhere online she's been looking up that it's supposed to be on the maid, maid of, of honor. honor I've never heard of that Do you, yeah. did you were you having a sh shower I we it's going to be next year and haven't planned anything for it yet but um so from what I have heard is that the sh the bridal shower is usually planned by the mother of the bride or the mm -hmm. relatives of the mother of the bride or the aunt of the bride or even like the groom's mom. I've seen yeah. that where the groom's mom throws the shower. I've mm -hmm. never heard of the bridesmaids throwing the shower or the maid of honor or that being their responsibility. So I'm, I'm interested to hear where she found that online. But in, my, in all of my experiences of being a bridesmaid and have also been a maid of honor, um, I've never had any real planning, anything yeah. to do with the planning of the bridal shower besides I, like doing a little speech or a little, uh, right. you know, you get up there and you do a little poem or a speech or something like that. But I've never actually planned a bridal shower. I was going to say that that's the exact same thing. Like where are the mothers in this situation, the mother of the groom, the mother of the bride, you know, for me personally, my, when we did my sisters, for example, it was on my mom and this was back in 2017 on my mom. And then, um, you know, my sister's mother-in-law really took the lead. It was at my sister's mother-in-law's house. And then us bridesmaids all like chipped in for stuff here. And there. I think we did like decor just for fun. Like we all chipped in for some decor, but like the food and the catering and stuff was on the moms and the families. Um, and, yeah, what, and what I, I mean, what I would do if I were her is I would be like, I would get her, the bride's mom's number. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I, first of all, not everyone even has a bridal shower. They are expensive, spend, right. expensive. They are another thing to plan. I don't think I'm going to have a bridal shower. Really? Um, I mean, if someone really wanted to throw one for me, I would go, but like, it doesn't really <laughs> like matter to me that much. It's not, I know m- a lot of my friends don't have them. So I don't really like yeah. think about, it seems like another potentially like cancelable event that I would have yeah. to create. Um, so to me, I'm sort of indifferent about having a bridal shower in the first place. So I would, I would say to her, like if any event had to go, I would choose that one for budgeting mm-hmm. reasons. If this does wind up all being on you, but I would start by like asking for her mom's number. I would text her mom. I'd be like, Hey, um, you know, I've, I've been planning all this stuff. I'm wondering like, if you had any thoughts on the, on the bridal shower, like, did you want to, um, like, I'm not really, you know, I'm so new to this. I'm not sure like who's supposed to plan it. Um, I'd love to help organize or something like that. Um, to be totally honest, most of my, well, at first I would just say that and see what her reaction is and see if she like offers to throw it or what her thoughts are on it. And then if she's not offering, I would just say like, um, I know, you know, I just, I've, I'm so excited for the wedding and I've like planned all this stuff and I'm really excited for the bachelorette. I put a lot of uh, you know, funds and resources and stuff into that. I'm not really sure how much money I'll have left over for the bridal shower. Do you, would you feel comfortable contributing or, um, do you know, do you want to make it a little more low key? Mm-hmm. Just ask her mom's thoughts. I agree. I think the, the bachelorette, like you said, that's more on the bridal party, the maid of honor and the, the, um, the friends, the bridesmaids to plan and kind of fund, um, but I, I agree the brides or the bridal shower. And yeah, like you said, talk to the bride and see if she even needs a bridal shower or, you know, maybe wants one, maybe she doesn't even yeah. want one. Maybe you could do a virtual. I, I, I mean, again, like I know we're all sick of the virtual events, but like that could be a way to save. That's and definitely a good it, way to save money. Or you could yeah. say like, let's all, instead of a lot bridal shower, let's all, we'll all go like out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, um, you know, we'll have a few people, a couple people do speeches. That's like yeah. what a bridal shower is. I love that. Basically. Or we'll go to, we'll go to brunch and we'll get a couple people. will you know, we'll dress up nice for brunch and a couple people will do speeches and we'll do like a poem and maybe like, we'll do that game mm-hmm. that everyone loves to play with the groom. Love that. Love that. I think people get shower fatigue though. Cause to, cause you have like baby showers, you have bridal showers, you have baby sprinkles these days with <laughs> it's like, right. How many showers do we need to go to? I've never really been into bridal showers anyway. I don't like attending them. Um, I don't really see what the (laughs) point of them are like entirely. I kind of feel like it's kind of like going to brunch with your friends, but, but you invite like, but like with someone's aunt there, I don't know why (laughs) that's more fun than a regular brunch. Um, I get it's like a tradition. Like I'm not knocking it, but to me, I've always just been like, going to them I've been like this just seems like I'm getting brunch with my friends but like my friend's mom is coming and bringing all her friends too which is that appealing (laughs) I this is like selfish bride Nicole talking but I think it's also one of those other opportunities I sound so tacky but it's to get gifts yeah Yeah. no I get that that's why I'm kind of like I would go if someone threw it for me but I wouldn't be like yeah insult I would say for every 10 friends that I've had that have gotten married like four have done bridal showers really Sammy yeah, maybe, didn't I remember she didn't I remember. I, most of my yeah. friends most of my friends didn't I think it's kind of like a nice but I mean I also think it's funny because I feel like a lot of these bridal traditions are very much like they're not like 
there's one standard across the country or across mm-hmm. the world. It's kind of like whatever your is a standard for your group. Like if every right. single one of my friends had a bridal shower, I think I would probably be like, oh, where's my bridal shower? Like this is messed mm-hmm. up. But because like only like a sprinkling of my friends have had them, I'm kind of like, oh, like great. Like one less party I'm going to be expected to like have to pull together or like right. attend. That's so true. It's also, I know in the South, they do like, some people do like, four showers like one for the family one for the friends one for the but then like other parts like you said if your friend group isn't big into showers you don't do them I don't know right yeah I mean we're not like anti them but I just think no one's like I can't wait for the shower like it's gonna be like (laughs) right right all right let's do the next one You want to read it? Yeah, here we go. Dear Jordana and Nicole, I'm writing to talk about my rehearsal dinner. I wanted a small 50-person wedding when I got engaged in March, but since my parents are paying and we're very close with a lot of extended family, we're now inviting about 190. Only 30 of the 190 are my fiancés and my friends because we're trying to keep it as small as possible. The rest are family and family friends. I figured the rehearsal dinner would be a nice opportunity to have a more intimate evening with those 50 people I wanted at the wedding most, immediate families and wedding party, including aunts, uncles, and first cousins. My mom, however, thinks it's absolutely necessary to to provide dinner that night for all out-of-town family. We're talking second and third cousins here, and it would bring the rehearsal dinner to at least 100 people. I think this is ridiculous, but my mom thinks this is not only normal for our socioeconomic status, but expected. When I suggest that the 50-person dinner would be more reasonable, my mom is very hurt and thinks I'm being cold by not wanting those other family members there. I hope that my personal crisis can launch a discussion that uses that's useful to other brides regarding what's normal for rehearsal dinners, what people are expected to provide for out-of-town guests, and how to communicate with crazy Jewish moms about guest lists. Stay safe, healthy, hilarious, and wise. That's rehearsing a compromise. <laughs> She's signed as that. Um, okay. Sorry, if there's a loud noise in the background, my apartment decided to do construction today. Fun. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, when I saw this, I think she's saying, I think she meant to say she wanted a 50 person rehearsal dinner, not wedding at the beginning. That no, I think sense. she said she did want a 50 person wedding, but because her parents are paying for it, they wanted to like invite all their friends. So now it's going to be like 190 people. Oh, right, right. Okay. okay. So she originally did want a small wedding, but like and her mom, I guess her parents are paying for it. They want to invite all their friends. It winds up being 190 people. So she's like, okay, like, I guess I'll just have like my intimate thing at the rehearsal dinner and then her mom's like no actually there's also going to be 100 people there right right okay that makes sense um yeah I mean for this I I fully agree with her I mean the I get that her parents are like paying for it it looks like so they feel that they can you know have a say in this but I agree with her you don't want a se- if you if the rehearsal dinner is the same amount of people as the wedding or near the same amount of people if it's a large thing it's it's a second wedding just the night before so i think she's completely justified to feel like this is way too many people i for rehearsal dinners i've been to in the past it's usually just the bride and groom their immediate family um maybe grandparents too and then 
the wedding party parties and their dates too. You have to think about the wedding parties, dates. Um, and usually like not all the aunts and uncles are there. Sometimes maybe if they don't have a lot of aunts and uncles, but well, I think what she's saying is like, these people are coming in from out of town. And I do yeah. think that when people are coming in, maybe it's not a destination wedding, but it's a destination for those people. Your mom is like, oh, like it's kind of rude to just have them come all the way in and just have them come to the wedding. Like uh, it's not, you know, if, if they're flying all the way in, I think it would be nice to invite them to the rehearsal dinner. Right. I would start this off by having like a very like candid conversation with your mom and be like, listen, like I've kind of always really wanted a small wedding. Um, I like the intimacy of it. I like the fact that I'll get to like sp- and explain why I, I really like the fact that I get to explain th- that I get to like have more intimate moments. I get to spend more time with the people who are there. Like it's really important to me to like not have to just be saying hello to like all of your friends and everyone that's that's um you know, like all 200 people that are there. I get it. These are your friends. Like you wanted them there. Like I'm okay with having them at the wedding. I understand that for the rehearsal dinner. Like I would love to have like a moment before the wedding to really just like be with these people who are the most meaningful people in my, in my life. Um, I totally get that you feel like why you feel obligated to have these other people there. Like I can see why it might seem rude. Can we compromise maybe on something on a third option? Maybe we have uh, maybe we have a 50 person actual dinner. And then after that, we can invite um, the aunts and uncles to like to drinks afterwards. So maybe mm-hmm. they're there for an hour or two. So they feel like there's some activity there that night if you really want them there. But I would love a meal with just my closest family and friends so that we can all just really be together in an intimate way. And I feel yep. like that's pretty hard to argue if you phrase that's it very, like that. Yeah, that's very logical, very, you know, great way to go about it. I was going to say the same thing. Welcome party. That's what all these people do. You, you get a place, have your rehearsal dinner at a place that'll let you do the smaller 50 person dinner and then maybe like open it up for drinks and for people to come over. That's what that, that way it's kind of convenient. Like, you know, you, you have a welcome party right after in the same space. That's what we're doing personally. Um, so I think that's, yeah go about it like that gotta keep those crazy parents in check exactly they're all uh you know they'll, they'll go wild if you don't rein them in they really try will. that let, let us know if that works out um i'm having everyone who's at my wedding at my rehearsal dinner but that's just because i'm doing it in mexico so it's a destination so i feel like that would right. be very weird to have everyone staying at the hotel and not yeah so be at the rehearsal dinner destinations are different then it becomes like a whole like weekend retreat of events i feel like you kind of are it is up to you to like plan each night right and entertain those people all right let's do another one jordana and nicole i love the podcast you guys are amazing and i love listening to you all so i was hoping to get your opinion on this thank you i am struggling with the decision to change my last name i have always been a firsty lasty with a very common first first name for my age group Hannah, and a classically easy last name, Young. At first, I thought it, I wouldn't change my my name at all and then thought about hyphenating. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce your new last name, um, but basically like first name dash last name. Um, however, there, also for your confidentiality. However, this is a serious uh, 
there is serious convenience with having the exact same last name and major inconvenience with having a complicated last name. Are you changing your, your names? How do you cope with feeling like you are losing your identity by giving up your name? Um, so she's basically going to, she wants, she's thinking about doing a hyphenation like Smith Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, this question think? I loved because this was another topic that like spurred so much conversation when we posted on Instagram the other day. I mean, I I didn't even know some of these options were were what people were doing or what was out there because it it really just showed like this day and age people are not not everybody's just taking the groom's last name. A lot of women and brides are you know taking their own making up their own things. So basically, a lot of people were saying that they're either hyphenating. They a lot of people are taking or changing their middle name to their last name. So, for example, mine would be instead of Nicole Elizabeth, I'd be Nicole Pellegrino, and then taking the groom's last name. So I'd be so you're getting Nicole rid of your Pellegrino middle name. Freeze. That's not what I'm doing. That's just if what people are saying. You would get rid yeah. of your middle name and do right. your last name, whatever. Okay. Right. Or some people are just hyphenating, or some people are taking the groom's last name legally but then socially and like I guess professionally just keeping their own last name oh my gosh it's so loud outside um so yeah I mean what are you doing you're just taking your your husband's last name I'm still I was texting Sammy about this actually because I know she is taking she's taking Sage because Sammy Sage sounds amazing I love the last name Pellegrino personally. I think it's so memorable. I get like compliments on it literally. And you know, it's part of my Instagram handle and whatnot these days. The heir to the Pellegrino fortune. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. The Pellegrino water. Um, So I, I think I might keep mine and maybe do the hyphenated thing. Maybe, or just keep it. And, but I told him the children, the future kids, can have um his last name can be freeze but i and and there's a small chance i might just fully change it to nicole freeze but i don't know like she said in the end she said how do you cope with the feeling like you're losing your identity by giving up your name that i get that because especially for people like my my future sister-in-law who's marrying my brother they're both doctors in residency she's like i've worked hard to be dr knockman i'm not gonna change that you know like it's like kind of you know if you're in an industry where people kind of know your last name a little bit it's like that does kind of change your even if you're not in an industry it changes your identity a little you know what I mean right I think it's like here is the kind of thing where like anything goes for me um yeah I mean I've had I think I'm I'll probably keep my last name professionally again because like uh, I'm going to be 32 when I get married. I built up a whole business and like around my original last name, I am who I am. But um, I think personally or like socially, like you said, I would keep I would take uh, Mike's last name just because like I like the idea of the family unit kind of having the same last name. Um, so I think it's and I also almost like like that. I think it's kind of fun to like almost like have two versions of yourself. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. like Jordana Abraham business owner, but then I'm also like for my family, <laughs> like um, I hope to be like a mother one day. I'm what mother, wife, like my personal, uh, my 
personal private social life is like is would be Marinelli. Um, I like I like that almost like puts you mean almost like a different mode. It'll give me like a different yeah. um, almost like not a multiple identities because I'm the same person, but a different side of myself. And I'm kind of like into that. Also, um, Marinelli is a cool last name. I feel like I'm going to sound like a Italian shoe designer, like yeah, yeah. Anna Marinelli, like, right. Very expensive. <laughs> it really does. It really um, does. That's the hope. But, um, I think anything goes like my, my name, my middle name right now is my mother's maiden name. Yeah. Um, so I think that like, you could do anything you want. You could, you, you could, I might, you know, I might le- I think legally I'll probably do Abraham Marinelli and then just go with whichever one I feel like going with I like the idea of, of, of it being a family unit of you being the whatever family sometimes men take their wives names like you could do whatever you want I think like you don't have to justify it whatever you feel like doing or whatever you want to do it you can do it I know a lot of doctors in particular like to keep their maiden name my mom right her maiden name she's also been married a, a few times so I think it's a little easier <laughs> that way but you don't want to be like changing your name constantly um, so I think right. like for a doctor, it's very safe to just keep your one name that you've had professionally, especially the older you are, the more like you're used to it. But if you want to change it, people will get over it. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. not going to be like, who is that? I know it like you can yeah, it's yeah. easily explainable thing. It's not that complicated of a story. Um, right. So I to think that's do, do whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. And to that point, too, I was talking about this with my future sister-in-law the other day. I was like, I won't be offended if people when I do make it Pellegrino freeze or whatever if people refer to us as the freeze family or if like on future wedding invitations for example people put like Nicole and Michael freeze it's not like I'll be offended at all like I I'll like that if that's easier for them do it but I personally I think I'm going to keep Pellegrino in the mix because I like the yeah, I like the name yeah. what can I say there are no rules. I think do whatever yeah. makes you happy. If you think it's too long and you want to shorten it, some people combine their last names. I am not cool enough to do that, but like I respect <laughs> it. I think anything you want to do, like don't worry about like what's appropriate or what's not appropriate, whatever is important to you, whatever you value, like do whatever makes you feel good. Times are a changing. Exactly. There's no right answer. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that was a lot of emails for today. We got a lot. We'll, we'll save the, the others. We have a ton of other ones. We'll save those for the next episode. Guys, yeah. keep, keep sending us your questions. Jordana and I will keep you updated with our wedding planning processes and our Indeed. relationships. Yeah, email us, brides at betches.com. If you have a question that you want us to answer, um, we love answering these questions. We hope they help not just you, but anyone who has a similar problem. The best part about like answering these questions, I feel like there's always something you can relate to somewhere in the question. Um, and if you guys have differing thoughts or you have a different perspective or you want to let us know something that you think that our listeners should know, again, email us, brides at betches.com. Go to Apple, give us a five-star review. Tell us why you love us. And if you don't, don't review anything, please. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. Till death do us part. Goodbye. Bye. Betches.